Hey everybody, welcome to Money Lab Live. It is Friday, the 19th, I believe, of March. Hello everyone. Uh, we're not. We're just going to get started today. We have a very, very special guest. Somebody that we had once before on a Wednesday where things didn't quite work out for us. His name is Jason Zook. Welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, can we do the bit again? Like the like a real quick version of the bit that everyone else missed. You want to do the bit? Yeah, I think it was fun. All right. Yeah. So on the show today. We have a very special guest. His name is Jason Zook. He's the orthopedic spine surgeon and the medical director of the Spine Center at Blue Ridge Healthcare in Morgantown, North Carolina. Doctor, welcome to the show. Uh, it's so great to be back. I'm, uh, you know, a little back pun there for you. And uh, just, you know, happy to be here talking about spines and all things spinal related, you know? Yeah. Have you done, how many spinal taps have you done in your, in your career? Uh, well, musically about a mm-hmm. hundred and then medically about a thousand. Wow. So yeah, if you multiply those together, that's my entire life's journey. Really? That's amazing. Thank now, you. you know, there's yeah. another Jason Zook out there and he is a spine surgeon. I just learned this from you. Yeah. yeah. I haven't Googled myself in many years since my like six last names that I've changed. I just kind of like gave up following what you know, results were, mm-hmm. but that's fun to learn. I mean, I feel like if some people are Googling like, oh, wow, he does internet business things. And then he's also a spine surgeon, pretty, uh, like well-versed guy. I, I, I went, I went and, uh, on a YouTube deep dive just to see if you had <laughs> done anything recently that we could maybe talk about. I was looking for, I was yeah. mining for subject matter and, uh, well, I went too far down and I saw, oh, there's a back surgeon yeah. and he does, uh, I think he's a doctors without borders back surgeon. He's so great. That, that version of me in another dimension is great. I also will say, I think I, you said this on the previous time when we did this bit before. So the people who already saw this, it's like really fun for them to be like, wait, yeah. is it already do this? Hilarious. But it was like super glitchy. And this mm-hmm. time it's not, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, that you you searched my name, but I don't make any content like with my name anymore. You know what I mean? So like I make content like you make content. So I'm like, how to make a Squarespace site that doesn't suck or whatever. This is an example. I don't sure. really do much of that. You know what I mean? But like, that's the content you wouldn't find, which is kind of funny. Well, I, I the only reason I looked was because I assumed that you've done another live show just like this one. Right. Yeah. And, and then, then like you wanted to just do like a repeat so that I could feel like I was in some sort of like twilight zone deja vu of myself yeah. being like, wait, hold on. Didn't I just do this with like another person who also has a beard and home brews and is in this like, interesting office set up with guitars and like is he a musician no one knows no this is yeah. just decoration for sure it looks great thank you i just put it i together. just collect that's fake true. i collect fake cactuses that's my shtick don't don't and get I'm too close doctor. well i won't i'm not right. i'm not crazy all right um i have some questions yeah and i want to get i want to get into them and if anyone out there has any questions for either jason or i uh or in general Please ask them now because we're going to do a little Q&A after all of this and, and probably probably in between. So if we start talking about something, someone has something to chime in, uh, we will talk about it. Anyone listen to the podcast, I am, you know, the audio version only. I'm very sorry for you because you can't interact with us in real time. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever watched Hey Dude? No. Never seen Hey Dude? No clue. Is it a Nickelodeon show? It is. Okay. So here's a funny thing. I don't know why, but I basically like missed all of Nickelodeon. Uh, Caroline, my wife, and I talk about this often. Yeah. Like, I just, like, oh, like, are you afraid of the dark? Was that a Nickelodeon yeah. too? 
Yeah, yeah. So I just somehow I missed all of this. I don't know what I was watching as a child. DuckTales, Chippendales, Rescue Rangers, like all of these Disney. shows is what I was watching. I guess, yeah. So I just so you don't know I who didn't Stick get on the Nickelodeon. Is? No idea. I wow. do know who um oh, Doug, who That's had Nickelodeon. he wore underpants outside of uh his body for some yeah, reason. Yeah, that was his I don't know why character. that one. Yeah. Does he look like me? I think that's maybe why I was attracted to that show. Because like a future version of myself looks like him. There we go. Yeah. There it is. Um, Benno, Jason Zook, who we have on the show today, is not really a surgeon. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So let's let's get let's 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 do that because maybe people don't know. I just assume everyone knows who you are. Um, oh, okay. So you have a site called Wandering Aimfully that you run with your wife, Caroline. And you got you talk very similar stuff about online business, just like I do here at Money Lab. Yeah, I do. Do you want me to talk about it, or did you want to talk about it? Yeah, you talk about it. Okay, cool. What do you, uh, do you yeah, want? we we kind of made this transition a couple of years ago, where I was selling a bunch of courses and software and other things, and my wife was doing the same thing, but more in like an art and mm -hmm. soulful journey, and mine was more of like a practical, like help you learn business stuff from my previous 10 years of just doing lots of weird things on the internet and learning business stuff. And we said, why don't we just bring it all together and let's combine the two things that we think are probably the most fun about us, which is we love experimenting and we just love doing stuff. We love making things. And so we came up with this idea of wandering aimfully instead of wandering aimlessly. And we wanted to make a membership community where we could have like-minded entrepreneurs who are intentional, who are thoughtful, who weren't trying to just grow for growth's sake and run six-fig businesses with you know, passive income funnels that you know work constantly because we'd never have seen that actually work for us. And instead, we just wanted to attract people who kind of felt like they were creative. They didn't have a place where they felt like they fit in. Um, we have a really diverse community, which I am so grateful for because to me, that really matters. Mm -hmm. uh, to us, that really matters. And yeah, we've been doing it for three years now. And it's been a really fun journey. We're actually like literally as of recording this in one of our two uh, launches that we do per year, we just open the doors, then we close them after two weeks. And, and it's really fun to bring in a new crop of people. And just like you with Money Lab Pro, I mean, I wrote you essentially like a full-on article that we're going to publish in a little bit, which is yeah. exactly how we built our Wandering Gameplay membership community from $0 a month uh, to now 20000 plus per month in recurring revenue. And it's just the two of us. We have no assistance. We have no nothing. Like we show up, you DM me, you hear from me. Like it's very similar to you and how you yeah. run your community. Um, and yeah, Really no one else? Like not no VA? Yeah, no, no one. No. Nothing. We, what we, about we pay a developer every once in a while if we need something okay. we can't do. But even still, like we we don't even do that anymore because we had a really bad experience with the developer that helped us build kind of our custom membership backend on WordPress, and it just was such a mess. So mm. uh, we try and do everything ourselves now because we know that when we give someone else the keys to our castle, uh, we end up coming back with like cracked turrets just to keep the castle metaphor going. Is um, which is we'll that come because back to of like about. your you, you, a lot of things that you've done in your, in your career, you've done yourself. And so when you hand the keys over to somebody else, they're never going to do it just like you would do it. And then you being maybe a perfectionist or like just somebody who has an eye for design and is like, it's either going to cost me like thousands, like multi thousands of dollars to get like exactly what I want and a, and a ton yeah. of time, or you just do it yourself. Yeah, and you you and I built a project together, right? We built Spruce Metrics. We've worked on a couple things now. And you know this journey as well as I do yeah. that 
I don't even necessarily think of it as perfectionism anymore because I think when you do enough projects over time, it's less about perfectionism and it's more about an eye for quality and user experience. That's and true. so yeah. I have a bar that I have gotten to over time. It started really low. <laughs> like the first course I ever made, the first project I ever made, it's crap. It's just absolute garbage. And that's how it's going to be for everybody. And like the first version of Spruce Metrics that we made, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, still kind of exists, but not really, uh, you know, it was not great. But then we brought in a partner and, you know, we had a couple partners to do the development stuff and they never executed on exactly what we wanted. And we've just found that over time. And I don't say it as any criticism to those people. I just think that when it's your project, you really care and you have mm -hmm. a high bar for quality and user experience. Yeah. It's so, so difficult to find people who can execute on that. I'm not saying it's impossible because it definitely no, happens. No, you just but pay for it. You pay for it, and then also you just realize like it's not worth the stress and time. Let me figure out another way. And or, there's always do less, usually another way, right? Or do less for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Speaking of which, let's let's just let's go into this this enough business. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you and Caroline have a you you've been on the lifestyle business train for quite a bit, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And do you think that? Do you have that now or is it still, are you still trying to build something bigger or are you like kind of like content where you are right now? Not content, yeah. content. You know, yeah. We're always content, you yes. know? Yeah. As humans, we're really content these days. That's, if you think about it, we I can mean, get into like a whole metaphorical journey on that if you want. Yeah. Uh, no, but to answer your question, yeah, we've been on this journey of defining enough for our business for a couple of years. And, and this really came to me after I started this I Wear Your Shirt business uh, in 2009, which is where I got paid to wear a company's t-shirt every day, promote them on social media. Mm -hmm. This is before the term influencer was a thing. And I was so chasing all the big goals. I wanted a million dollar business. I wanted 20 employees. I wanted to work with the biggest brands in the world. I wanted all the social media followers. And in, in striving for all of that, I was so unhappy. And I was so just miserable in all of my life and business and work. Why? Like and what specifically made you Because miserable? it just takes, it takes so much to achieve those things, especially when you're creating a business that was just very unique. Like no one was doing influencer marketing back in 2009. So no one got it. Like it was right. such an uphill battle to, to describe. But it's really just when you're in this constant state of trying to get more, every milestone just doesn't feel good enough. And you, you keep playing the psychological game with yourself. It's the hedonic treadmill that we all hear about. It's just not healthy and it's just not good. And what we've found is in the past couple of years, we define very specific enough goals for you know the quarters of the year, for the months of our business, for the launches like we're in right now. And when we hit those, it's not about like, ooh, okay, let's make a little bit more. It's like, no, that's enough. Like we we really are strict about saying that is good enough and and that is is the amount of money that we need to live. And so we we go through this exercise pretty much every single year where we look and it changes. Like our enough number does grow a little bit and some yeah. years it shrinks a little bit and it, it it's a moving target, but it's not a big moving target. Like I think the difference is, you know, we make something like $300,000 a year or whatever. Like we're super transparent about numbers because we like to show people where we've come from in 12 yeah. or 13 years of doing this. It didn't start out that way. It started out with $0. But in doing that, like, yes, we know all the tactics we could get to a million dollars per year in revenue, but we don't want to do them. And sure we could, but it would mean hiring people. It would mean paying for advertising. It would mean churning out a ton more content. It would mean not having a lifestyle business and working more than the like, 10 hours that we really actually work this week. So to answer your question from the beginning, do we run lifestyle businesses right now? 
absolutely. And the reason is because we've defined what enough means for us and we're willing to stop working and not churn out the amount of content and sales and promotion and marketing, all those things, and just enjoy what we have and to live a life around that and not to be striving for anything bigger yeah. than what actually just matters for us because we've defined what matters for us. How do you stay motivated with that? Like when you when you just wake up and you're like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. We, we had a conversation about this on our own podcast, which is called, which is called, what is it all for where we talked about purpose. And I think your purpose as a business owner definitely changes over time. You know, there've been years when my purpose has just been to like make things like, I just want to make more things, courses, software, all these different, these different, uh, you know, ideas that I have, I want them to be executed and out into the world to help people to do things for people. But what I've learned over time is that those that changes. There's a seasonality to that as well. And the season that I'm in right now, especially last year with everything that got thrown at all of us, is I want ease. I want a calm business. And so the like striving to mm. create and the getting up every morning and being like, I want to be challenged. I don't really want that right now. <laughs> I want things to feel calm. I want no pressure sales. I want just to be able to show up for our members and just kick ass and just ha- make them really happy. Like Mason Ware is here. I see Mason. Yeah. Like, I hope Mason would agree with us. Like we just dropped this epic notion starter pack on our members. And so many of them have been like, is this Christmas? Like I just woke up to Christmas. What's going on? Yeah. And with our membership, like you don't pay for new things. You get them all included. It's very much like you have set up with Money Lab Pro. Um, And that to me is what drives me is making new things for our members. We do a monthly live coaching call, which we try to have a lot of fun with. And we just, it's just like everything else. It's just enough. It sounds like extreme generosity. I mean, we, we, from the beginning of, and I mean the, that in a good so way. we do, yeah, yeah. We do a lifetime pricing model, which, so like you pay us $2,000 total for our program and you never pay us again forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've believed in this since 2015, when I started a project called buy my future, where people, the first people who bought it, it was a thousand dollars and people couldn't believe it. They're like, wait, I'm going to pay you $1,000. I'm going to get like eight courses and like a software product you made. And then I'm never going to pay you. And I'm going to continue to get stuff for years to come. And I was like, yes. And they're like, what's the fine print? Like, this is too good to be true. Mm -hmm. And that's what I wanted. I wanted a too good to be true business model because I ran the numbers. And I just saw that the lifetime value of a customer was X. And if I just charged a little bit more than X, and I kept delivering for those people, they would be happy. I would get more money than I would have originally. And that has proven itself year after year after year. And it's where we are now. Yes. And it markets itself, right? It does. And we get people that continue, like, it's hilarious. People will get done with their payments. They'll hit the $2,000 mark with us. And they're like, okay, what do I have to pay for next? And we're like, no, no, we weren't kidding. Like they, there's like this thing in the internet, like business world where it's like the trip wires and the up leveling. And like, you got to buy this and you get this mastermind and all this. So we're like, no, you just get everything. You don't yeah. have to continue to buy things. And, and I think that's a big difference that we really love about what we do and how we run our businesses. And that's not for everybody, but it is for us. And it's, it makes our customers feel really good. Um, that kind of leads me to this idea of a marketing bridge, I think is what you guys referred to it on a, I think it was, I think it was your podcast um, where as creatives, as people who like to make things and, and be extremely generous, um, there is a point where you have to sell, right? Yeah. And you, you mentioned earlier just about like this idea of having a calm business and, and having like no hard pitches. How do you, like I, I have this this acronym that I add it to everything, which is FOSO. 
mm-hmm. right? And I talk about this uh, because I struggle with it constantly, and it's the fear of selling out. I, yep. as a musician and somebody who was in a band for a long time, like I selling out was like the thing you didn't do, right? It was just yep. like, if you want to be cool, don't sell out. And so I have this like kind of buried into my mind that I don't, w- I want to make cool shit for people and then like kind of not charge for it and just like, you know, bounce or, or, you know, sometimes like even Steph, I've, I've made so many things over the years on money lab. They're just, they're in the ether now. Like, like I, yeah, I don't promote yeah. them ever again. It's like these things that I've done and I forget they exist. And so does everybody else. How do you stay like relevant? How do you promote yourself without feeling like a shit bird? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know? I think the one thing that is really important to realize is as creators, as people who make things, we spend about this much time creating a thing. And then we spend this much time marketing and promoting a thing. Yeah. And it either works and we make money and then we're happy or we go, why is no one buying? And it's because you spent this much time building the thing and you spent this much time promoting the thing. No one knows what the thing is. And it takes the four to seven touch points that we've all heard over and over again. It takes people understanding the value and it takes you as the creator of the thing to figure out how to explain it clearly so that people understand the problem it solves. And you and I have emailed about this for years. Like I'm always on your case when you set up a new course or a new thing. And I'm like, your sales page sucks. Yeah, <laughs> And it doesn't really suck because you're not smart at selling. It sucks because you don't necessarily want to do the things that it takes to sell things, which is your FOSO, right? Like yeah, you, exactly. That's what you, and, and I get it. And I think that's for us why we have gone to the business models we've gone to where it's, everything's very simplified. We do these biannual launches. So we're in selling mode twice per year. That's it. Because we've realized we're the same as you. We hate selling. We, we've learned that over time with experimentation. So that, that business model works for us. And we, the only reason it works is because we've done it for years. And the other reason it works is because of marketing bridges, which you talked about. So the way that we think about marketing bridges is you have a visual metaphor of your castle is on an island in the middle of the ocean. And that's your product. That's your, your website. That's your business. And then over on the mainland, very far away, are all the people. They're on Instagram, Pinterest, they're reading blogs, they're searching Google, they're on YouTube, whatever. Mm-hmm. Your job is to build a bridge from the mainland to your product. And that bridge can be a series of bridges. It can be a series of different things along the bridges. And so it's very simple things. An email sign up to get on an email newsletter, a free email course, a PDF download, Um, You know, any of these things, we actually have a list of 13 of them, wanderingamefully.com slash marketing, if you want to read about them. Mm -hmm. And we go through like why we like them, why we don't like them, you know, what we've learned from them. But those things are all the bridges that get someone to go, oh, I'm on Instagram. I just saw your stuff. Let me go sign up for this, this ebook or whatever. And that is a bridge to get them to potentially find out about your product. And the more of those you have, the more opportunities that you have for people to buy your stuff without having to feel like you're selling all the time. Isn't that just another word for lead magnets? Absolutely. It is. Sure. Okay. But okay. it's but they're they're different, right? When I think of lead magnets, I just always think of like downloadable stuff. And that's probably just the way I think about it. But it's like, you know, it's a quiz. Like we use a quiz right now on Wandering Aimfully because we found that our specific ideal audience that buys our coaching program and membership. They love self-identification and figuring out who they are and what their problems are. And our quiz is not just like, hey, you're a time tangler. It's like one of the the monikers that we came up with for our people because there's five different ones. It's, hey, you're a time tangler. Here's three ways to solve that. 
So it's not just like identifying someone as a thing. It's also then giving them tips on how to solve that. And literally this morning, I had a woman uh, email me back. She was like, I just started time blocking for the first time. I hated it. I resisted. It. I didn't want to do it. But the way you guys presented it made it actually seem fun. And I'll tell you for the past week, I've gotten more done than I have in the past year of my business. Hmm. And so it's things like that where that person, I can tell you right now, that person will probably buy Wandering Aimfully in the fall because I we've created that bridge for them. We've solved a problem for them. They now trust us. And you and I talked about this before. What I learned about our members who buy, they're not the like, take a quiz and then buy from us. It doesn't work. It's a $2,000 product. It's not going to happen. But they are the type of people where six months of receiving email newsletters, listening to our podcast, again, Marketing Bridges, they took our quiz, they follow us on Instagram, they're getting some free stuff when we put it out. They then feel the trust that they can buy from us. And, and to me, that's just a good business model for online business. And if you're willing to build those marketing bridges along the way, this time that you spend creating can now make your promotion and marketing time like double or triple what it was, mm -hmm. it's going to make your job selling easier once you get to selling. And I think for you, you know, specifically as someone who doesn't like to sell, I think you could do the same thing we do where like you could eventually get to only opening Money Lab Pro twice per year. The rest of the year, you're just in play mode. Like you're making stuff, you're building stuff, you're growing your email list, you're getting people excited and they don't have to think about buying anything. And then you go into the zone of selling for two weeks where you're like, okay, because you're that type of person. Like we, yeah. you know, I've worked with you on so many projects. You need the like, I have seven days to write all my sales emails, do all this stuff, yeah. sell all the things. And then like, I'm out, I'm not batch, doing that for yeah. another six months. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, um, when you, like the 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 example of that woman who took the quiz and, and you know, got the information, where did she, where was she originally? And what, like the bridge is the quiz, right? Yep. So where did you, where was her origin? Was it like? Yeah, I, I think, I think she probably found our website through one of our like five pieces of content, one of our articles, five articles that bring in like 95% of our traffic. Uh, mm -hmm. And if I had to guess, like it would Google. be our social media. Like a, yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, okay. Yeah, like the majority, like the way our entire like kind of audience uh, business looks is we have a, a thousand unique visitors of organic traffic per day, which I know for you is just like a laughable amount because of Swim University. But Money Lab is very different, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then those people, we have a 1% conversion to our email list, whether it's through our quiz or through like just a couple lead magnets that we don't even have many. We have like two or three on our most popular blog posts. And then from there, we have some stuff on, you know, some traffic on YouTube. It's not very much. We have some traffic on Instagram. It's not very much. But that's it. Like, that's how our audience grows is people finding content. And we just really believe in these foundation articles. We've done a content audit like three times, which mm -hmm. I definitely learned from you just going through and like how to do that. I mean, we took 450 articles that we had on our two separate websites and brought into one with like 100 articles yeah. remaining. And yeah. even from there, we could probably whittle it down to like 12. <laughs> Like, I think we have 12 helpful articles that rank for the traffic that we want because over time we've evolved and our business has evolved. And the stuff that we wrote about before many years ago, it doesn't matter to people. And they're also not searching for it at all. Right. So, I, I yeah, it just seems like I've been so anti-lead magnet my for so long um, yeah. that and, what you know, the name doesn't matter. Right. It's just like right. downloadable, free, whatever. In my head for Money Lab. I always wanted to make like basically like a free course, like like yeah. full quality, yeah. like that's your opt-in. And then I've kind of been told through, you know, the annals of of the internet that like that's actually not a good idea. Like giving too much away for free, not not in a like bad way, but it's like it's too much. 
for people to right. consume. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, yeah. And it really is about learning about what your audience wants. And mm -hmm. that's why for us, like the quiz has stayed because like, I have never taken a quiz in my life, except Same. when Buzzfeed yeah, was doing like the, what Harry Potter character are you like yeah. 10 years ago? Like, of course I took that. And I, what, and what, what are you? I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. Probably Dumbledore, I would guess. I don't okay. know. I feel like I have Dumbledore vibes. Uh, but we've just found out that for our core audience, the quiz works so well. And mm -hmm. on the back end of it, we have a free email course and the email has three tips. And we could probably give 10 or 20 or 30 tips. But it's just like you said, it's too much. If you too give much. people too yeah. much, they're going to get overwhelmed. They're going to be like, I'm out. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't opt in for all of this. This is too much. But I do think the version for you of figuring out whatever your lead magnets are, your marketing bridges, is what makes you really excited. Like, what are you really interested in giving people that you're you're like, yeah, this this lights me up to send someone to this page because it's like the uh, uh, the what was the email page that you had when you did the like all the pop ups, all the things. Like, yes. I remember when we came up with when we talked about that. Yeah, so we, many years um, ago, and like that was great. That was a great example of a lead magnet done your way. You know what? And that's a, that's funny you bring that up because I saw that, right? And I'm, I'm I'm thinking to myself, you know, so many people have visited this page and have subscribed because I bombarded them with all these like hilarious pop-ups and the and the yeah. article itself is funny. And yeah. yeah, you helped me write that. It was like I yeah. wrote it angrily with the f word in every <laughs> yeah, sentence I and that. I sent it to you and you were like, "Uh, all right. Uh, okay. Yeah. We can start here. Let's uh Let's remove this line. You're, you you are responsible for the the uh, specific set of skills line in the you know yeah, I, can, yeah. I can pinpoint that to you. Um, but what's yeah. interesting about that is I looked at that and I was like, maybe that's my op, maybe that's my lead magnet. You know, weirdly. Yeah. And so recently yeah. on Money Lab, I basically went to this idea. I was going to try this idea where I was like, I'm going to send you my SEO tips. You know, and like do this yeah. thing. You know, classic. And then, you know, yeah. talking to the Money Lab Pro community, it's like, that's not really on brand for you. And I was like, yeah, I know. Yeah. I kind of feel shitty about it. I mean, you do get SEO stuff in the emails that I send out. So it's not like you don't get those things. But it yeah. was, I, I never really called it out. And so now what I do, and again, this is very, like you said, you found out that your people respond really well to the quiz. You don't take quizzes. Um, exactly. This is what you know, Money Lab is a very, very much a reflection of me as a person. And so like it is it is if somebody else had an email opt in that was like, go fuck yourself. I'd be like, yeah. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah. What is this all about? Here's my email address. Yeah. And it's sort of that it's just it's literally just calling you out and saying, like, just give me your email address. And then it says, if you yeah. need more convincing, click here and it takes you to that page where it like convinces you. And so I was like, yeah. wow, I had this like piece of art that I had created a long time ago is the literally the one of the first things I ever did on Money Lab. And it yeah. grew my list, my original list in like two days. That now I just I, had an idea. Brought that I have back. an idea for you. Please. I want you to record a and it has to be like less than 90 seconds. Mm -hmm. The like lead magnet, either rap or song or whatever. And I want that to be like your lead magnet. And it's it's like you making fun of lead magnets essentially in that song, and it's like talking about them like get your accident tip. Like you, you can sing, I can't, but like I could just see you making fun of all the different things. And feel free to use our marketing bridges page as like all the things you can make fun of. Mm. But that's your zone of genius, right? Like that's why people love you. It's why I like reading your emails because like like your homebrewing videos. I am never ever ever 
ever going to start a homebrew business at all. Right. But the fact that you had like a power ballad in the middle of a homebrewing <laughs> video, yeah. I was there for it. I skipped everything else. I just knew that was in there and I wanted to watch that part. Again, I'm not your like ideal customer, no. but I do think that's the magic of Matt, mm -hmm. which is to, to create something or those things. And just like every six months, like make a new one of those marketing bridges and try it out. But I think that that's the thing. It's that works for me and, and what you're doing works yeah. for you. I think you yeah. have to just t battle test that no matter what. Exactly. Um, and experimentation is the name of both of our businesses game. Yeah. Like that's what we, we hinge everything on sharing everything we do, the good, the bad, being willing to let people know, because we like to read that stuff too. Like I right. look forward to all the experiments that you do because there's not a lot of other people that take the time to document with the bar of quality that you and right. I, and we have and be able to share all that because it takes a shit ton of time. <laughs> like it takes a lot, it takes as long or longer to document yeah. the thing than it does to make the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I'm like, I, I would definitely be more productive if I didn't have to also totally. write about me being productive. <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? Um, exactly. That leads me to the idea of creativity and when it doesn't work. And I wrote down here mm -hmm. when weird doesn't work. <laughs> uh, we, 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 Touched on this in the first time we tried to record this episode. Yeah. Uh, let's go over it again. I have two clips that I want to play of things that I've done that failed hard. Hard. And they're some of my favorite things. I enjoyed making them. But, like, what was the, the story that you recently – you had some, like, marketing thing that you tried to do and it, like, people didn't get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So last fall, uh, we had our enrollment for Wandering Aimfully, and we we just wanted to spice it up. Like we we had our sales emails, we have like all the normal stuff that you do that works, and it, it works well for us. But we got bored, and so it's exactly going back to what you said earlier about like how do you you know find it. And so for this this time last year, we wanted something different. So we had this idea to create a conspiracy website where someone oh on the internet was calling us out <laughs> and saying that we weren't real people, we were robots, we were AI. And that like that was our coaching program was run by these, these very sophisticated AI robots. So we thought this was funny, we thought it was clever. So we whipped up this website, wayamexposed.com. You can actually still find it. And it was, the goal was that someone like did the red string and found photo evidence and like videos. And it was just to like call us out of being AI robots and like, don't trust us. Like we're, you know, we're robots, right. not real people. And so we thought it was fun. Like Caroline, my wife had so much fun putting the Squarespace site together and like just doing all these weird things. Yeah. And so we, we, we emailed it out to our list and <laughs> it's like 60% of people write back and they're like, ha 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 ha. Like you guys are so ridiculous. Like this is hilarious. But 40% of people wrote back and they're like, guys, I'm so sorry this happened to you. Like some people are just trolls. Like the internet is such a bad place. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like I'm getting reply after reply and like every other one is basically like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, oh no, like we, these people trusted us so much that when we didn't make this explicitly clear that it was a joke, they didn't get it. And mm. I don't think it had any long-term negative value at all, sure. but it definitely was an example for us of knowing our audience of like, oh, our audience they trust us so much. Like we have to be explicit if something is like we're we're really playing far to one side of like a conspiracy or a joke. Yeah, and you're also in an industry where you're not a com you're not around comedians. You're not your audience is not exactly. full of comedy nerds, and yeah, yeah. so your comedy doesn't come through because everyone takes what you do for the majority of time very seriously. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like you're just yeah. I I. I did a video once. I didn't, I don't have it. I'm not going to play that one, but I did a video once when I first came out with Asana for bloggers, my course, and it's bizarre. 
I I wrote like <laughs> I wrote the script. I memorized it. I sat in front of the camera like this, and I read the script. And I read it very dry and very like creepy. And then at the very end, I just stare into the camera and I just. Start I think I remember seeing it. this. Huh? I think you showed this to me. Yeah. That, so, I think I remember seeing that video. Yeah. And then I, I didn't put it up. I sent it to Chase Reeves because I was mm-hmm. like, dude, don't you think this is funny? And he was like, <laughs> yes, but are you trying to sell your course? And I'm like, yeah, yes. He goes, well, then it's not going to work. He's like, <laughs> exactly. you and I think it's funny, but like people are not going to trust you and buy from you if you're just going to try to like fool with them. And yeah. so um, I... So I ended up, I didn't publish that one. I mean, I had it. It's on Money Lab. You can you can find it that video, and it's it's not good. But I did. So we did. Um, we launched our affiliate marketing course back. I want to say like a year or two ago. And Steph and I had this whole idea when we were starting Money Lab, the podcast, the original podcast, that we wanted to do commercials like radio, like old style radio commercials for our products. Yeah. And so it was the reason like I bought this microphone and I, I got like this awesome setup and I'm like, we're going to, pr- we're going to produce like old radio ads, but not like old, you know, like old timey radio ads, but like the ones you just hear on the radio, like, you know, totally. and so we, uh, so that was the idea. And then we, we did one for the affiliate marketing course, and it was a monster truck style, like oh you know, yeah, that's right, Sunday 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 thing. And we did the <laughs> audio of it, and I just was in the I was in the mic, and I was just deepest voice I could get, you know, and like just like and I like just destroyed my voice that day, and then like pitched it down a little bit, and just like she wrote the entire script, and I did it, and then I was like, you know, this would make a funny video, and maybe yeah. that's and maybe this is the sales video for the affiliate marketing course. So I want to play two videos. They're, um, they're a minute long each. And these failed so hard. This <laughs> like, like people who, who know me, like Thomas Frank is somebody who hasn't been on the show yet, but or he's been on the podcast. He, he, he like, he texted me. He was like, Holy crap. This is amazing. And I'm like, yeah, sold yeah. $0 worth of, of courses. And, the second ad that we did is it the romance one? Yeah. Uh yeah. I got I got bad feedback. Like wow. I was a sexist. Wow. And I'm like, I think you missed the joke, but let me let me play them and we can we can yeah. react. I mean, we're going to be in the corner. So here's the here's the monster yeah. truck ad. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Prepare to get annihilated. As Money Lab, Swim University, and Brew Cabin proudly present the Affiliate Marketing Video Course. Featuring all your favorite video lessons, including supercharging your affiliate site, recommended tools and plugins, crafting the perfect affiliate marketing strategy, and Grave Digger. Don't miss out on bonuses like the mega spreadsheet of affiliate programs and Google Data Studio Link Tracking. Start streaming the supreme video content for just 149 bucks. And the first 100 people through the door may get a can of Curds like Chase the Rocky. Visit moneylab.co slash affiliate and use the promo code podcast for 10% off. Your entry pays for the whole seat, but you only need the edge. Uh, I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing. It's so creative, but here's the thing. It goes back to exactly what you just said to me about why our Wayne Exposed site didn't work. It's because the people in our space yeah. 
don't get it. It's like, you get it. I get it. Thomas gets it. Chase yeah. gets it. Like, and maybe some money lab folks here get oh, it because they're your people, right? Like mm-hmm. they get it, but it's the majority of people don't get it. And it, there's an interesting thing here because it's like, who are you making it for? Right. Like, are you making it for the masses or are you making it for the like hundred people out of maybe the couple thousand people that'll see that video over time that the hundred people is who it really matters for. Uh, But it is amazing. Like, I just think you need credit for the fact that like, it's really, (laughs) really great. I mean, it's, it's, it again, sold nothing, you know, like worst, I mean, worst showing ever because I don't, you know, it is a very serious product. You know, we are teaching affiliate marketing, you know, and it worked, but it's like, you know, not everyone's I think part of it too. Like, what? I, I've told you this many times. I think part of it too is that you don't do the things on sales pages yeah. that you need to do to sell things. And we have this framework that we talk about, which is the like AppSosa framework, which is where like you have to talk about the audience, the problem, the outcome, the solution, which is your product, mm-hmm. and then social proof. And what you do on sales pages is usually the solution, which is your product. Mm-hmm. And then maybe your audience and then maybe some social proof, but you don't talk about the problem or the outcome. And I know why you don't, because you don't love thinking of the psychology of people, but unfortunately that's what selling is. Selling is the someone sitting, reading a thing like that video needs to be on part of a sales page. It's like, Hey, if you're a weirdo like me, then maybe this video will also help you buy, but it needs to be below the problem outcome solution, like all that stuff. I'm learning that. I know you are. It's been 15 years. Uh, I think I've talked to you. I think you and I have talked about it since 2014. So it's like, I've been on this journey with you for a while, but I get it too. Like, you know, the other thing that people have to realize about that as well is like swim university kicks so much ass that it affords you the ability to play around with money lab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like my my money lab. I mean, money lab last year made me a a decent living. Like I could, I could have lived off of money labs, you know, work, but Last year was, uh, I was I was trying. You know, I, I I think my page speed course. I really did try to write a good headline, and and I re- I sat down and thought that through a little bit more. And I and even though that's very that that was for a very specific audience, still, uh, it was it was a it was it worked. The the thing that um, the Money Lab Pro sales page is absolute garbage. I tried to do, um, I had this idea we talked and we talked about this, doing this a long time ago. Um, we're like the same where I had that email marketing page, right? It's moneylab.co slash email. If you want to find it, do one. That's a sales page parody where it's yeah. like, you're, you're selling the dream or you're literally selling snake oil or whatever it actually is. And like have all of the pieces, but then calling out those pieces as you're reading them. Right. Yeah. So, and same with you were talking about the lead magnet stuff is like, I could do a whole song where I'm literally calling out cause it's a very meta and that's kind of the whole brand and yeah. it's still an idea. And I tried to kind of do that with money lab pro where I was like this, instead of literally writing a headline, I wrote, this is the headline where I'm supposed to deliver value. <laughs> like, or, or yeah. I'm supposed to like nail your problem or whatever it was. It actually might still say that, but yeah. And it's yeah. just like, it's, it's so much more harder. It's so much harder for me to sell that. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. just, I'm doing and, myself and a service. Yeah. And that's where I think the difference is like, you make the lead magnet video. That's like a parody of lead magnets. And that's not asking anyone to buy. So like the, the commitment is super low. And so someone's like, this is funny. You can have my email address for sure. But when you do the monster truck video on a sales page, 
if the majority of that page is not like, but what problem does this solve for me as someone who's like has their wallet in hand or purse or it's just their iPhone. Mm -hmm. It just like that's not the psychology of people who buy things online. And you just have to realize like the time and place for each thing matters. Mm -hmm. And so I think the like snake oil salesman, you know, type of page is a good one, but it, you know what it needs is the thing that I did with uh, the Imperfect Writer course, which I think you did with one of your courses as well, which is like, read the snake oil version or read the real version. And so you give yeah. someone the ability to toggle between to be like, here's the joke, but here's like what this actually does for you so that you understand like, I'm a serious business person who wants to help you solve your problems. But also I like to have a shit ton of fun while I'm doing it. We, we did, when we were doing Lasso, the first version of the Lasso sales page, I built this whole toggle at the bottom corner yeah. that was like, you you can pick how you want yeah. to be sold to, yeah, you know? And so it just changed all the copy to like, there was a robot one where it was like, it sold to you like as if you were a robot and yeah. So yeah. Um, that didn't work either. You know, it's like, it, <laughs> yeah. it's if you're trying to sell something, it's, you know, I could do it here. Like I can make the jokes and, you know, on the show and, and, and make it as entertaining as I can and, and do weird stuff. It's not that I don't think we, I don't think what I'm saying or what we're saying is you can't do the weird stuff, but I think there's a line, especially in this industry where For sure. it, like there is. Yeah. And you just have to be honest with yourself. Like I saw Jay's comment and it's like, it's not about doing the typical sales page. It's about, using sales tactics for lack of a better word mm -hmm. that work to sell things like it's very different if apple starts a, an apple event and is like here's our new watch it's a little bit faster and you get a couple more updates as opposed to like here's a video of people surfing here's a video of people you know you know having a heart attack and learning from like they're showing you along the way of why this thing will matter in your life. And yes, it's very different. Like we're not making Apple level products at all. We're selling online business information. Like that's mm -hmm. literally it, but it's the same principles. And if you don't use those principles when you're selling something, you're going to have, you know, launches that fall short, but that's also to say that's a part of the learning process. Like I feel like we learn this so many times in our lives. And I've talked to you about this before as well. We all need like the hot stove moments in business. Yeah. You need to know like, okay, that's too far. You know what I mean? And, and, and okay. And now I know, but if, cause if you don't know, like for us, it's the way I'm exposed project. Like, okay. Yep. Too far. And, and the, the part of it that was too far was not the idea. It was the sending it to our audience as like a cryptic message. We, right. we had to learn of like, Oh, you trust us too much. Let's put a big clarifying statement. This is a joke. <laughs> yeah. Now go check it out, you know, and then you'll laugh with us and you'll think it's funny and whatever, you know, and for you, it's like, here's the monster truck video surrounded in a page that uses the sales tactics that speak to the problem, the outcome and the solution that people need for the product you're trying to sell, which when you get into the product, by the way, it's so helpful and it's so practical, mm -hmm. but the monster truck doesn't reflect that problem that you're solving on the inside. What do you think about this one? You know, I love this one. It's time to heat up the night and your affiliate marketing revenue. Don't just dream about a fantasy. Make it a reality with the affiliate I mean, marketing the video course. The diagonal. Get is so the good. hottest tools to grow your affiliate site into something huge. We shared all our intimate secrets in this big, packed course. Totally confidential and just $149. Visit moneylab.co slash affiliate. Get all the, the sexy strategies the and the, the privacy best. of your own home. 
for adults only with affiliate marketing websites. Can you handle the heat? That's moneylab.co slash affiliate. So much fun making that. Like, what was the backlash? Like, what did people say? Did they say it was like misogynistic? Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I took these are old clips. all the like, yeah. This is this is a real thing that happened in like the 80s and 90s. I didn't make those clips, yeah. but maybe I yeah. should have made those clips. Yeah. You know, and, I and you know, yeah. I think what's interesting about that is that we are in a time now, like use the term woke or not, but like we kind of all know that like there are smarter jokes to be made than playing off of those things. And like, even for me, like I'm learning constantly of like all these jokes that I made like 10 years ago, they were just like cheap, easy jokes. Yeah. It just doesn't play anymore, you know? And, and I think that that video is a really good example of like, okay, hot stove. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. how could that, how could that video have been done where it's, it doesn't play up on the like, 80s porn vibes of it because we know that we all know that's the underlying thing and sure. like maybe that's the problematic part of it and you figure out like okay could we still do this video still play up on that trope but the difference is that like it's matt who's the one who's it, like that's what it should have been it should have been me exactly on the phone, you know exactly or not and a, like yeah. you don't you don't need to be in wigs you don't need makeup on like you're nope. not playing any of those it's you and like your sweater <laughs> you know yeah. it's, or, it's yeah, like my hoodie just like, exactly or just it's, like sitting on a couch just like making okay. eggs like it's you doing the most mundane stuff but it's you know yeah. and, and i think that that works better but again you don't know that and you don't know how far those things are, are gonna affect people until you mm -hmm. do them and it sucks to have to walk those things back right I, I think that that's the thing like we even hear like on our podcast like i'll make some stupid joke because i love improv improvisational stupid jokes sure and we'll hear from people who are like, mm, that one doesn't really play anymore. And I'll have to apologize. And that, the only way that I know is that I do something and I'm constantly trying to learn. I'm constantly trying to evolve. I'm constantly trying to educate myself and unlearn a lot of the things. And like, I'm not trying to have this go to a place where, you know, we're all harping on things we're all hearing about. But I think it is important because there are people on the other end of these messages who they're going to be affected by it and that you just want to be respectful of where we are in society and the time we're in. And I'm not a I'm not. This is not my job. Like this is just a, a exactly side so exactly and and yeah. when you talked about like it's okay to do those things because I still do and I still want to and those things are yeah. it's it's what drives me to do more right because it's like yeah. this is so funny to me or like this is whatever and and if I can be silly that's great but wrapping yeah. it in that wrapping it in that like actual sales tactics for you know like you said lack of a better phrase. What do you have a, a specific resource or a book that like totally like buried into your brain and you're like, this was everything, this is exactly what I needed, or any anything like that? Not at all. I mean, honestly, what has helped me the most is just continuing to sell things and learn from every experience selling things. And to figure out, like, I think for Wandering Aimfully, like we've really like if you go to wanderingamefully.com right now or wanteringinfo.com slash join, that's our sales page. And you can literally see what is now 13 years of writing sales pages, all of the things I've learned put into one. Does it follow a specific formula? Not really, but again, mm -hmm. going back to that AppSosa framework that I talked about. So it's audience, problem, outcome, solution, and then social proof. 
think I got them all. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you you can see that play out. Like you can see all those things as you're reading through. That is the framework that I've learned over time. And yes, I've absolutely like read books that have helped me. Um, I've talked to people who've sold things. Is that your that much- framework? Yeah, that's our framework that we okay. created essentially. Okay. And it, again, like you're hearing the words, right? Like it's audience problem, outcome solution. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's not like we didn't make anything up that's amazing. Right. We just figured out a way that every time we make a sales page that works well, it has those elements on it. And those elements are the most helpful parts of selling a thing. Um, and and so you have to think about that in your sales emails. You have to think about that in your Instagram stuff that you're promoting mm-hmm. about uh, your whatever it is that you're selling. But for us, we just always come back to like, we don't like selling either. <laughs> so we try and make it fun. Like you read our sales page, like we just added this time around this dear human letter where we just wanted to speak about the industry that we're in and say like, we don't have guarantees. We're not going to help you make six figs. Like we don't care about using Facebook ads. Like those are not us. And if those are things you're hearing from people in the online business world that you want to learn, please go somewhere else. We're about calm businesses, defining an enough number. Maybe you only want to make $30,000 a year. That's fucking awesome. If that's Mm -hmm. your goal. Great. We love that. It's about you. It's about what you want and you need and you feeling good and being on this journey for longer than the next 30 days to make $100,000. Like, I just think that's a bunch of garbage that people are peddling. Yeah. And you don't peddle that either. You know, no. I think like that's the other thing. Like, you're about content, long-term content, search, trying to build a business where people are typing things into Google and your stuff is coming up because you don't have to do work for that over time. You do the work up front, you set it all up, and a year from now or whatever, you see the results of that work. And that, to me, is a good business. And I, I think that's where we're getting in the online business space to a point where like everyone's tried everything. So what are the things that you want to do? Cause they all work to some degree, but it's like, what do you feel the best about in your business and the way you run your business? And I think you've figured that out, especially for swim university, because it does so well. We have figured that out now for Wandering Aimfully. It's taken three years. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're gonna start figuring that out for Teachery, right? Like that's our online course platform right. that has been around almost longer than every other course platform, <laughs> yeah. but makes way less money than every other course platform because we don't care. It's never been about that. It's been our platform we want to use to make money. Yeah. Um before we get into the next segment, I just want to thank you for coming on and doing this with me. I love chatting with you. How I mean, we've done like we used to do a Skype call that was like four hours long. So I you and I can chat forever. But I also think too, like I have loved chatting with you because we're so similar in like the experimentation and wanting to push the the envelope and do crazy things. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think that you could probably get down about the like affiliate marketing video or, and I think Jay said like, I don't want to make people feel bad about the like uh, affiliate video because, or what was it? It was for affiliates, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I love that video. But I don't think the video lands in a way that like our current 2020, 2021. No, and I don't, and it doesn't yeah. sell ultimately. Like it's exactly. just not going to, it's not going to do what it's supposed to do. Um, yeah. And I know, think, I, the, again, pushing the envelope is, you know. Exactly. It's fun. And I think that's the thing. Yeah. But you have to just be okay with the fact that like Money Lab is always going to be this playground where you're doing stuff, you're breaking your leg because you're trying to fly off the swing the wrong way and like, oh, crap, okay, I can't do that again. Like that was a miss. But it does attract the right audience. You know what I mean? And like, that's what matters. That's what matters. Yeah. At the, at the end, yeah. yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah, and and yeah, doing this live show is just, a, you know, giving me a chance to speak to people because I don't really, you know, especially with like what just happened in 2020, it's like, I don't, I don't talk to anybody anymore. <laughs> It's like, you know, I have the community now, which is great. And I have like this show, which is great. And so, yeah, it just, uh, you should come back on if you, if you want. 
if people want me to come back on, I'm not going to come back on if you want me to come back on. Oh, because okay. you'll so always I, want me to come back on. You're selfish. If anyone out there is in the comments and you want Jason to come back on, just I just any need emoji. One person, just put an really. emoji in the chat. Just doesn't matter what it is. I just need one person. It's just one person likes me, then I'll my day will be made. Otherwise, I'm going to go study to be a spy. You got to you got to feed that ego, right? It has to. Right. And if you want to, if you want to keep going. <laughs> Um, uh, but thank you for doing this, got? man. Wanderingaimfully.com is your website. Is there anything else yeah. that you want to point people to? Because we're going we're gonna to get to Q&A um, in a second. So ask your questions now. I'm going to be putting them up on the screen. We're going to be talking about them. Um, just some, We'll do it real quick. But is there anything else that you're working on, Tea Tree? Uh, I mean, really, Tea Tree and Wandering Aimfully are our two businesses, and you can find either of them very easily. Um, I don't necessarily care if anyone buys anything. That's not, I mean, we, our businesses run. So like, I don't need to promote them, which is really nice. Like mm -hmm. we've figured that out, which is such a great place to be. Um, but I think the thing that really makes me excited is just making sure that people get value from me showing up here and doing this. And so hopefully like the marketing bridges conversation. Um, and like, if you go to wanderinginfully.com slash articles and literally search any word that I've said that you're like, oh, I wanna learn more about enough or Marketing Bridges, or AppSosa, um, just search our articles page and you'll find an article about that thing uh, that'll hopefully help you get more value from this conversation. That matters the most to me. Uh, cool. That's the most important thing. Uh, let's let's do Q&A, why not? I'll do it. All right, you'll do it. Uh, let's see, I'm gonna run through the chat here again. If you're here, um, uh, there, was a, there was a question really early on that was, uh, let's, just, let's do this one first. So you're not a surgeon, <laughs> no? No, I'm not. Okay. I unfortunately am not. Uh, also, Mason, we know Mason. It was Quail Man from- Quail Man, thank you, Mason. Yeah. Yes, that's right. I now remember the like little thingy on top, the quail thingy. And then Peter Peter Coke, he doesn't have a childhood <laughs> with Nickelodeon. <sighs> yeah, that, that, hit, that, hard, that hits hard, Peter. That is it weird does, that you but I think Was it a cable issue? No, because you were watching Disney. That's like, that's the, that's no, the pay cable like we, I do. I, maybe I just like didn't have friends that watch Nickelodeon. Like I had just, all my friends were Disney friends, you know, that was it. But again, like we're talking about like Chippendales, Rescue Rangers, DuckTales, like we're not talking about like, you know, Mickey Mouse or anything like that. Like, I don't know. No. I thought I was watching great they're, shows. They're doing uh Rescue Rangers live action. You know that? Oh, that's so exciting. And I I'll think it's, to... um, uh, Yorma and it's the Lonely Island guys. doing. No, it. it's not. Yeah. Okay, now I'm stoked. Did you yeah. see Palm Springs, by the way? I did Everyone see should Palm, watch Palm Springs. Springs. Fantastic movie. Yes. Um, what a movie. Jeremy Williams, thoughts on AI. Do you feel this Ooh. is a threat to our sites in the long term? How do you feel about AI? What do you think? I mean, no. <laughs> yeah, I think that like I'm trying to watch something on my TV and my Wi-Fi cuts out and we're worried about AI. Like, I, I can't right. even like, you know what I mean? You know, like there's just, there's such bigger problems. Do I understand that if we're going to create these super intelligent computers that like can algorithmically figure things out, we need some limitations on them? A hundred percent. But do I think we need to be worried about AI, especially as like business owners that people are replacing us? No, because you know why people buy from us specifically to this part of the question is like human. our stories, our experiences, mm -hmm. the human relation that we have. You're not going to be able to get that from an AI. Will an AI be able to solve a problem faster than we ever could? Absolutely. So if yeah. you just need your problem solved, then sure. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I just think we're so far from AI even being a factor. We actually watched the original Terminator. We watched, we have a classic movie night in our household on Saturday night and we mm. watched the original Terminator. And like, it's just so funny to think like watch back in 1984, what they thought AI was going to be in like 20 years. 
it's like uh we got like another hundred years you know like yeah at least before it's a problem that's true so. no i mean yeah i'm definitely i mean shit like this doesn't concern me in general you know it's like yeah. there's some way smarter people in the world that are figuring this stuff out and like think about it on a daily basis i don't to me it's still a movie it's still the matrix yeah you know what i mean it's like it's it's not real you know even though like Elon is trying to make us believe that we are in a simulation and that AI is a problem. I'm like, dude, you watch too many movies. Stop watching movies. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah. yeah. That's just my criticism. Mason asked, does Spruce still exist? Ooh, Mason. Yeah. Uh, a guy named JP in the Wandering Gameplay community actually uh, now owns it and he's hoping to work on it. He's got another project. He actually owns two of our pre my previous software products, which is kind of funny um, that were basically like, they kind what of was the other one? Like they didn't do well. Your pack. Do you remember that? It was like oh, this, the directory for membership yeah. sites. You did that yeah. with, with uh, Paul, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Paul Jarvis. Okay. Yep. Uh, so he he owns both of those, which is fun. So he Spruce. I think if you I think if you go to sprucemetrics.com, like it's up and you can you can use it. Um, but he's not trying to promote it because he wants to rebuild it. And I've basically given him like every thought that I've ever had of what I wanted Spruce to be from when we were working on mm -hmm. it. Um, so I'm hoping he'll get to it. I don't think it'll happen anytime soon because he's juggling a bunch of projects, but he does own it, which is super fun. Okay, cool. Um, Susan. Susan is part of the Money Lab Pro community. Welcome, Susan, to the live show. Voice. Um, I've always feel bad when I run a 20% off sale on my e-learning three times a year. I make most of my sales then. What if someone bought the course a week before? I love this question because I just think it's so interesting for digital products. We have this thing of like, ah, oh, like I can't change the price of it because you know, whatever, when was the last time you went into, well, probably not for a while, but like two years ago when you were going into stores and you bought a pair of pants and you're like, ah, oh, I love these pants. These pants fit me. They make my butt look so good. I love them. I'm going to buy these pants for $79. And then a week later you go back to the store and the pants are on sale for $59. You don't freak out. You don't ask for your money back in the difference. Like it just, is the nature of the beast of selling things. And mm. I think the more that we realize that in the digital product space and just be okay with it, the better off we are. Also, we've done pricing changes like a million times. And I can tell you that it's not actually a million, but probably a hundred times. In the hundred times, maybe, I mean, maybe 10 people have been like, oh, I paid full price for this. Can I have a discount? And we've just said, sure. Why you not? Know what? Absolutely. It's so funny. I am so I'm I'm much more like Susan in in the idea that like I get so nervous about this. I am like, yeah. what? Yeah, I feel so like price testing to me was like an absolute no no. Like no, yeah. You set the price. Yeah. Here's what yeah. you pay for this, and it's like, no, you actually do have to test it because you know certain prices just like hit it. It's like a perceived value type of thing, and so I've gotten a little bit better at just you know, finding the right price that's going to get people to buy it, whether it's more or less. Um, yep. I did this with my, and it's, it's much easier, I think for me to go lower, which is what I did with my yep. first ebook. I sold it for $49 because Nathan Barry had his book authority and he was like, you should sell your ebook for $49. And I'm like, sure. And I pumped okay. a ton of information in it, sold it for $49. And everyone's like the crickets. And then I dropped it to like, 39 crickets and then like 29 and all of a sudden like it, it hit and I was like, why, why is that? Oh, right. Because everyone's used to picking up a book at Barnes and Noble, flipping it around and going like, yeah, 29.99 US, you know, whatever it is in Canada. So like, 
Yeah. They're just used to saying, oh, it's a book in my head. This is what this is what the conclusion I came to. I don't know if this is true, but it's a book. It's called a handbook. This is how much yep. it should cost, you know, even though it's a PDF. Yeah. The, and I think Susan and anybody who's listening to this that sells anything, you have to realize that people need urgency to buy. And yeah. that urgency can either be a discount. It can be a time window. Again, like we're doing our open enrollment literally right now for Wandering Aimfully. And we do it because not because we don't want to sell Wandering Aimfully and make money all year round, but because we know that if we just leave it open, no one buys because they're like, ah, I'll look at that in like a month or whatever. No, they won't. They absolutely that's why the not. sales, that's why that sale works, you know, three times a year. hundred percent. Absolutely. And, and it's, know it goes it's away. the thing that I come back to all the time with people is like, you can sell your products evergreen and you can be on the constant hamster wheel of trying to sell them, or you can do season or uh, seasonality selling three yep. times a year, Susan, with a discount and you control when you're making your money. And if you need a discount to make that happen, by all means, who cares? It's yeah. all pricing is all arbitrary anyway. And I, and I'll say this too, like, uh, recently we bought a patio set for our back deck and we bought it online and Steph bought it and yeah. we, it was already discounted at some price or whatever. Cause it's e-com and we had to go back. She had to go back onto the site like a week later or something to, for something. And she saw it was like lower yeah. and she was like, oh, that sucks. And she emailed the yeah. company and they were so cool that they yep. literally just like refunded her like the difference and were like, yeah. And that's the thing, like, if you're cool about that, if somebody finds that, it's like, yeah, of course, be cool about that. Because then it actually yeah. is like, oh, cool. I, you, It almost, I guess maybe psychologically, you feel like you found a loophole. And that's like, a, that's a fun yeah. thing to do, too. So, um, and speaking of which, Steph says, I like Jason. So you can come back on the show. One yes. person. I saw a couple emojis, too. There's, which, yeah, there's to me, uh, uh, jo yeah. Johan. Is that Johan? I would say I would say Johan. Johan, I, I just Especially watched with Dark. Have you watched Dark? With, I haven't because it's dark. I've been in like a. I just want to watch things that make me happy mood because like there's too much shit Fair. going on in the world. Yeah, yeah. But I've heard I've heard it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, Mason. Yeah. Oh, some lipstick. I was gonna put lipstick on, but I, I don't wear. You lipstick. didn't. Yeah. Um, Susan has another. I think a question. I'd also love to know Jason's opinion on running commercials for our product in the middle of our free YouTube videos. I find the idea so embarrassing. Yeah. So, uh, Susan, this is a great example of a marketing bridge, right? So the the bridge, it could be a commercial in the middle of your YouTube video. Um, but what is that commercial about? Is it just about promoting the thing? Or could you say like, hey, go get our e free ebook on whatever the bigger product is. And maybe that's going to give them value. So it doesn't just mm. feel like you're asking for the sale. Mm. You're actually asking to give them value. And so what's the another version of that? A free course, a quiz, like we talked about, like whatever those things are. So reframe the commercial is just like a hard sales pitch to how can I deliver value in the middle of a YouTube video for a product I know is going to help people that I feel good about doing. That's free. That's free. Yeah, Susan, we're doing this with Swim University uh, going forward. Like we'd always put ads in for our product in the video, and it would it would be if you use the promo code video, you get ten percent off this whole thing. Uh, we rent we did that for a year, and it worked really well. People would use the video code, um, but now we're switching to get our free pool maintenance cheat sheet like thing, and for free. So it's not an ad yeah. anymore because we saw, especially with ads on YouTube, you just get this, like, as soon as the ad comes drop off, you know, people just stop yep. watching. So, it, so we would either have to tuck it at the end or, I mean, how many times do you watch a video where they're like, they, they wrap up nicely and they're like, this video is brought to you by Squarespace. And you're like, 
next pause next yeah, yeah whatever you yeah. whatever you have to yeah. do so yeah i yeah i i think i totally 100 percent agree with you what do you guys do that in in your podcast and, and on video yeah we're really bad at youtube videos like we we want to do it you but it's just not be <laughs> i know i used to be i used to be really well i used to be really good at uh publishing videos the videos with themselves were not good okay. um but yeah i mean we I love the idea of making videos and making consistent YouTube content, but the amount of time that it takes for that high bar that I have for myself and the quality of content, it's not worth it for what we, for the lifestyle that we want to have yeah. going back to that conversation. So we've been playing around a lot with Instagram reels, which is a whole different type of content because it's ephemeral. It's not search-based and like, I like doing search-based content more like you Same. do. Mm -hmm. um, but that's at least been fun because it scratches the video itch and like our people seem to enjoy it. And you know, I'll make, we'll make a reel and it takes us like an hour total and it'll get 4,000 views. I'll make a YouTube video and it takes me 20 hours total and it'll get 400 views. Not that the views necessarily matter, but it is a business decision at some point of like where we're spending our time because that's yeah. a currency as well. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I think that there's something to be said for figuring out where those ad reads fit in. So to answer your question, we do on our podcast for the, the episodes that lead up to our launches um, and then during, like right now, if you listen to our What Is It All For podcast episode that came out yesterday, which was on perfectionism, um, you'll hear an ad read, but you also hear like, I think the most honest ad read you'll hear. Like, it's just us talking. Like, we're not like trying to be professional. Yeah. It's just us literally goofing around because that's who we are as people. So yes, we do use those that we find them, you know, sometimes people just skip right through them, but it's also important for people who need the repetition of, oh yeah, I do want to join that thing. Right. This was the thing that reminded me. Um, stationary nerds on. She likes yeah. you. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Apparently, all of Canada likes you, according to Jay. Yes, I love Canada. Benno says, bring Jason back. It started a whole hashtag, hashtag B, movement. It's hashtag going viral BG, right now on Twitter and TikTok. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gary. <laughs> I mean, Thanks, Gary. Love your, it. Your therapy source. I don't know if this is, a, I'm, I'm counting this as two laugh votes. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, have you ever dressed up as a mythical creature and took photos in a tree? says Mason is, is that have you ever is this something does he know something I don't know oh yeah yeah oh. uh there's a picture of me in a Cheshire cat outfit in a tree outside of my house when I used to do my hour shirt project mm. yeah it's a gem it's a gem I used to use it as my headshot when people would be like oh we're doing your interview like send us and a headshot and that. it was like and I said in that and they're like no no your headshot and I'm like yeah that's my headshot yeah. it's me in a Cheshire cat outfit in a tree I do. I have my headshot is me doing this, like the old school, like Deb photos by Deb. Yeah. But I got it from yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Arrested Development. There's a photo of of George Michael, and he's just like, nice. People love it. They like it. Yeah. Um. By the way, how are we how are we on time? Can you can you stick around for a few more questions? Yeah, I mean, time's nothing but a construct that we all believe in, so I'm fine. Yeah, time is a flat circle. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Also, did you know that the Earth ends at a certain point? It just drops off. I did know that. Yeah, I've been reading a lot of I books just found and watching that a lot of YouTube videos, and I've started attending a, an online conference every year. Very cool. Yeah, Very cool. and Proud the only music I listen to is B.O.B. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Jay asked, have you stopped doing experimental sponsorship ideas like Creativity for Sale? Yeah, I so for those of you who don't know, I've pretty much sold everything when it comes to sponsorships. I had a sponsored t-shirt company called Iria Shirt. I sold my last name twice. Mm -hmm. uh, I sold every page in a book, which is my book, my first book, Creativity Sale. Don't go back and read it. It's cringy. 
it's cringy because it's just like it's the first thing I ever wrote, so oh. it's just really bad. Um, but yeah, I I've done a bunch. Of, I had a sponsor. Cringy. Well, that's very kind of you. It's it was awful, but um, I don't remember being cringy. No. Okay, thank you, thank you. <laughs> no, <laughs> clarity of yeah. language. Yeah, clarity it's of language. My bad. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, as all of your early work is, right? Sure. Like anybody who looks back at their no, work. I think I've um, been I've been shitting gold for since birth, yeah, forever, yeah. forever since the day you you Giovanni'd. Yeah. Um, I, I yeah, I, I've done a bunch of other like a sponsored road trip, a sponsored fitness challenge. Like I've just done all these things, and and I think that those projects really suited me ten years ago because mm-hmm. I just I had all these ideas and I wanted to do all these different things. And nowadays, I'm just in the, like I don't want to try so hard. <laughs> Uh, those things take so much work. Like I had to send, I counted 2,500 emails to get 200 sponsors for my book. And this was after I had a project where I'd had 3,000 paying sponsors. So like I still had to do a shitload of work to land those deals. And I just don't, I don't want to do that work. But I have thought about like just a bunch of weird random things um, that come up. And then I'll get like a little bit down the road with them. And then I'm just like, nah, it's not worth the time. Have you, Um, have you thought about selling your last name again or no, you're done with that? No, I'm done with that. Mostly just because of the paperwork. (laughs) I liked the whole like. I did a 30 day, you know, auction for it and like watching that was super fun. But yeah. it's also one of those things too, like you do the idea and then you're like, I can't really do that again. You know, like I did it, it you know, it's done. So. Do you miss any of your names? No, no. no. I love Zook. Zook is like, it's easy. Almost everybody gets it right. The it's Canadians cool. usually say. It's got a Z which is fine. and a K in it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's at the end of the alphabet. So I'm going to get picked last in class, which is fine with me. Yep. Um. But yeah, no, I'm I'm super happy to have this one last name and be done with that project. And those, cool. but you never know. Like I I'm I always have these ideas and I'm always writing them down or keeping them. And if they bug me, the one I the one I got so close to doing, I'll just share this real quick. Okay, please. Was you know the Hulu has live sports ads? The, Do you ever the, watch TV? Oh yes, yes. So it's like they have these like super famous athletes that they paid a bunch of money that say Hulu has live sports. I wanted so I bought the domain. Does Hulu have live sports? And I wanted to make a page that was like, I don't know if they have live sports, but I want Hulu to pay me $100,000 to say Hulu has live sports. But I just wanted to be the spoof of like, I'm just a normal guy. Like I'm I'm not a professional athlete. I'm not, I'm not a celebrity. Like, do they have live sports? Like, I don't know. And I wanted them to answer the question with money. And I want like, literally the button was going to be yes, pay Jason a hundred thousand dollars. And like the more that I thought about the idea, I was like, well, this is just like the douchiest project ever. <laughs> like, why why would anyone care at all? Like it would the only the only people I would be catering that project to are like adweek.com writers. Like that's literally all yeah. the only people who would care. Most other people would be like, Cool, bro, you made a hundred thousand dollars from Hulu. Like, great job. And so I just like the more I thought about that, like it's just like this is dumb. Like this is just a cash grab idea that probably won't even work, but it just, you know, it's like those types of things. You know, I don't know why it reminded me of um I, I have this idea I'm sitting on. You've heard part of it. Like you just start this project and you're like, one day I'm probably going to, I might do it. But I, um, it, it, when I did it, it felt so cringe to me, Yeah, which was yeah. the, the time at podcast, the time at podcast. We've talked about this for years and it's like, it's I want to just yeah. drop like, 150 25 <laughs> episodes of a like john lee dumas style yeah. uh, entrepreneurial spoof everything's podcast. on fire yeah yeah 
Yeah. Uh, the problem is, is that it's like, what's the outcome of that? You know what I mean? Like, it's the same outcome I had with the email. Well, it's it's different. So like the email page is such a unique, it's a thing that worked yeah. because ironically, people subscribed. Like it, even yeah, though it's sure. even, I mean, that's, that was the point of the page, but people were like, well, I just got to see where this goes. You know, like yeah. they, it was like sort of yeah. a masochist approach, you know, approach to that page. So like ultimately that page built money lab, <laughs> like, which is crazy. Yeah. But yeah, what's a podcast going to do where I'm basically just shitting on the entire industry. And that's you know the thing, mean? right? Like, do you want to put more, like at the end of the day, it comes out as like negative, critical, like making fun of, which again, like in our space, there's not a lot of comedy. So no. it's like some people are going to get it, but some people are just going to be offended because some people really love the JLDs of the world and other people like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's whatever. I, I want to do it. It's, but <laughs> I've, I've sent it to people and they were, they were like, yeah. What? Oh, I thought like, did you really read four hour work week or whatever yeah. it was? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 this yeah. is, I'm doing a bit. This is all a bit. <laughs> yeah. not, there's no yeah. such thing as poltergeist mattresses. <laughs> not a thing. You almost, you almost have to set it up. Like we would have done with the Wayne exposed site, which is like, this is a parody of online business. Yes. Everything is a parody. Like just know that going in so that when you read it, it's like those parody accounts of like, you know, yeah. celebrities or whatever. It's like, it's clearly a parody so that you know when you read like, this is too real, but I know it's a parody so I can laugh at it. Yes. It's like that was the direction you'd have to go. But yeah, I, I still think it's a funny idea. It's like, a funny idea, but to... there was a guy who did it. He was a Canadian comedian and he did a podcast. It was, you know, like 10 episodes or something. And it was called, um, I forget what it was called, but he had a hashtag that I thought was genius. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was called Thought Dogs. <laughs> and I that cracks me. I'm like, that is it's so a, good. That's a fun, that's a funny hashtag. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, and he kind of did the whole it was like it was like a, he was a fake, you know, online marketing guru um doing yeah. a podcast. And I was like, you know, and, and part of what the, the idea would be too is it's also a story. It's also like a woven storyline. So like what happens is like you can slowly each episode the 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 character of Tyler Matthews is yeah is slowly like uh he loses his girlfriend he loses like he starts to lose things and go into this like mental like anguish state and yeah yeah uh, yeah one day maybe it's one yeah just one just keep thinking about like if it evolves into something like yeah. there might be something that hits the like the zeitgeist of society that you're like oh okay tyler matthews can like exist here like yes. this is like the yeah. perfect thing like yeah. The, you know, there's another idea, too, that actually ha would have, I think, the same outcome as the email marketing course, which was like, you know how everyone gets those emails of like, you know, hey, did you check out my article and like give me a link, you know, blah, blah, blah. You get, yeah, you get those yeah. emails all yeah, the time. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Literally doing that, but calling out that and doing it exactly like in that meta sort of way, totally. but actually Absolutely. going out and emailing <laughs> like fucking everybody. <laughs> And then probably yeah. getting a ton of backlinks doing it just because everyone's like, probably. oh, this is great. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I'm giving yeah. you a backlink to this because it's yeah, I like it's almost like creating a page for someone to share to somebody who asked that yeah. like that's yeah. useful. That's valuable as hell. Totally. That's what I was just going to say. Like if you created the answer page that people could just reply and it's like go to and like you just buy a domain that's like no i will not backlink to you.com and it's just like a video of you that's just like something funny like some song or whatever <sighs> that's like good. that would be hilarious right and people can just always mm. like use that it's like did you ever use send the no button uh, to people like back in the day it was just uh, the darth no. vader like 
you press the button, it goes, no. Like, <laughs> no. I used to say that to people just as a joke randomly. And like, that's the thing you're creating for people. Have to you send. ever sent the, uh, let me Google this for you? Yes, of course. Yes. That's, I love that one. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of, uh, that's like it's a good version of that. Speaking of that, um, Bob Geo says, yes, price points have a sweet spot. For sure. Absolutely. And they have a sweet spot for different people at different times in their lives as well. Like, it, it's just, your product may not be a fit for someone now, but a year from now, if you're still doing it, it may be a right fit. In case you all know, that's my dad. Nice. I liked his design of your garage. He did a great job. Yeah. Uh, yep. We got it right. Johan. Like Johan yes. Sebastian Bach. We nailed it. The uh, blank shine, blank shine. Uh, that was the like, giveaway for me that it was a Johan. You know? yeah. If his last name was Smith, then I would have had different thoughts. Well, I don't know. Well, you never know. Uh, Susan is appreciative of your response. Uh, and Johan has a question. How do you get over anxiety and start something? I want to do online. I, mean, I want to do the whole online affiliate thing, but I have, but but feel like I have no authority to make content online. Just pick anything, try, fail, repeat. Yeah, I, I have this this metaphor that I've thought about with like whether it's like fear, anxiety, imposter syndrome, whatever. And the way that I describe it to people, I think really helps. So like in the beginning, when you're just getting started, your idea is like a smart car that you're driving. And whether it's fear, anxiety, imposter, like they're the passenger and they're just screaming in your ear and you're in a smart car. It's so small. It's such a powerful thing. That's like hearing it. Mm -hmm. you, you put out your first website, you put out your first articles. Well, that smart car turns into a Ford Taurus and like the fear and anxiety moves to the back seat. And so now it's like a little bit further away. And then like you do more stuff and then it stretches out to like a station wagon. And now it's like all the way in the back facing out the back window, but like it's still clearly there. You can still hear it. Then all of a sudden it's like a Chevy Astro van that's got like a 12 seater and then fears in the back of that. And eventually it becomes this thing where like for us right now, I feel like fear, anxiety, you know, imposter syndrome, like we're driving a semi truck and it's in the container in the back. And I know it's back there, but I can't hear it and it doesn't affect me. And there are certain times when, you know, I'll pull over and I'll open the door and like it smacks me in the face. I'm like, oh, no, that's, you know, I, I'm having some anxiety. But then I just close the door and I'm like, yeah, but I've also had all this experience. And so I mm. know it's going to be OK. So that's the metaphor that I go with. So like right now, yeah, you're in the place, you know, where you you're sitting in the smart car with this. But it will get so much easier the more that you hit publish, the more that you're creating things, the more that you're trying things. Um, like I know when Matt first started Money Lab, like I remember there was a lot of like anxiety and like the first email and the first article and the yeah. first experiment. But now I still get you do anxiety them when I send out emails. <laughs> right. But like you crank out experiments now and yeah. you don't hold yourself to this this pedestal that you had before where like right. it had to be at a certain thing because like you've done it so many times now. Yeah. And you're you're always going to have that. I have that with the homebrewing space now. You know, it's yeah, it's exactly I, I've. I, I, you know, and I, I talked about this on in other areas and it's such a weird place to be. Uh, I've been homebrewing for longer than I've been doing online business. And when I go into a homebrew store, I just clam up like I feel like <laughs> such an idiot. But I'm like, I definitely know, like probably a yeah. lot more than everybody here just because it's been like my extreme passion, you know. Yeah. And and so when I create things now for the homebrewing space, like I'm, I just feel like I have to get it so correct and yeah i feel like i have to put myself out there but recently i did a course on on homebrewing and i you know i was like i was like you know what i know what i'm doing yeah you know like i've been doing this long enough i put a gopro on my head and i i brewed <laughs> and i explained and i am like i know what i'm talking about i may not know i may not have like the answers to everything but i will say that and like i can rest in that idea 
And so I think yeah. like people are much more forgiving of, you know, they're just, they are, they're like, then you might get feedback and criticism, address it, fix it. Yeah. You know, go like, you're right. I learned something. Thank you for teaching me. I'm going to do better. Yeah. You know, it's all you can do. Yeah. And that's like for us, like, you know, I don't love calling myself an online business coach, mm -hmm. but that's the mental bucket that people put us in anyway. So if I don't do that, if I, you know, come with some clever name, people aren't going to get it. So that's yeah. what we say. And our goal is not to like fix every problem in everyone's business because it's impossible. No one's going to do that. But what we are trying to do is solve like one problem that really moves the needle for someone. So even for you in homebrewing, it's like if someone took your course and they at least figured out like, oh, this is how like I didn't get past like this stage of it. This mm. course was fully worth it. Like I just, that one problem was solved for me. And now right. I have this like full resource of all these other things that can be helpful. So for us, it's like the same thing. Like we're not going to help you solve all your business problems, but we're hopefully going to help you solve one that you're stuck at right now. Mm -hmm. And then we have like all these other resources and things we can help you with if you need them. But really the point is to like get you moving forward on your journey, you know, a little bit further. Yeah. Uh, Jason, thank you so much for doing this again. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I really yeah. appreciate it. It was fun. It's good yeah, chat we'll, with you always. And we'll have do other it people again. here. If you, if yeah, you okay, ever cool. have an idea, okay, just send it. Be like, hey, we just talked about this. I'm hot on this topic. Ooh. We can do it. What if I'm just hot in general, like temperature-wise? Can I come on? Yeah. just just Even if I'm asleep, I'll get up. Okay. I'll flip on the yeah. lights. We'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, oof. And it's just an hour and a half of you just trying to talk me down to get yeah. cooler. And I just try you know? to blow through the computer. up. <laughs> you down get a big banana leaf yeah i'll that, do what i can that's called content you know and it's, we would, it's just it's all content you have to be content with back. your content exactly no thanks for having me though appreciate it appreciate everybody watching this uh hope you guys got some good value and fun little laughs and chuckles uh, it's yes. always good chatting with you matt uh and stick around for a little bit um while i wrap things up here real quick if you don't mind cool all right um so real quick, I want to thank everybody for joining me on today's show. We have Ruben, Mason, Graham, R7 Eagle, Johan, Susan, Bob, Mason, I think we already mentioned, Jay, your therapy source, Benno, Stationary Nerd, Swim University. Thanks, Steph. Uh, Paula, we have everybody. Thank you so much for, for joining us today. Jeremy's here. Hassan's here. Uh, thank you. Peter's here. So... Um, we're welcome to the new studio. I have missing one guitar, so we'll fix that in the next one. Um, visit moneylab.co slash pro if you want to be a part of the community. People like Susan and Mason are in there right now, and we're talking about all the things that we talked about in this show, but in a deeper conversation over there. Plus, you get access to all my courses and my WordPress theme. So it's pretty awesome. And it's all for just one monthly price, or you can get it annually at a discount. And I just want to say that next week, uh, we have Alex from WP Eagle. He's going to be on the show, and we're going to do homepage improvement. We're going to look at websites, so you can submit your websites, Matt at MoneyLab.co, if you want our, if you want us to critique your website. If it's WordPress, let's make it WordPress sites uh, instead of because that's what we do. You know, that's what Alex is. WP Eagle next week. Uh, so that's it. Thank you for watching the show, and I'll see you next week. Bye bye.